Hello and welcome to Blockchain Gaming World episode 118. I'm your host John Jordan and very pleased joining me today is uh, Oliver Loffler. How's it going Ollie? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Excited yeah, yeah, yeah. to be here. <laughs> absolute, absolute pleasure. So um, we're going to be talking in the main about uh, Angry Dynamite Labs, which is your uh, current project. But uh, before we dive into all those details, maybe a, a bit of background about, about yourself and uh, what you've been up to over the last uh, few years in the gaming space and then uh, yeah, how you made the, the leap to blockchain. So, uh, so take it away. Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah, um, so so I was always a, a gamer since I was a kid. Basically, played like all the uh, strategy games back then, Command and Conquer, I know all Age of Empires and so on. So I was always very deep into into gaming, and then um, was quite amazed by computers as well. That's why I studied computer science uh, later on and uh, switched then to mobile gaming. And at some point, a friend of mine asked me. Uh, hey, do you want to develop uh, mobile games? And I thought like, okay, I'm a gamer, but I'm, am I a developer? But I, was, I wasn't sure, but I thought like, hey, it's interesting. Let's just try it out. And so uh, I started with uh, Janos Daniel, uh, uh, Kulibri Games. Back then it was called uh, Fluffy Fairy Games, uh, basically out of out of university. Yeah, there's a funny story behind the, the name as well. And we can go a little bit deeper later. But yeah, um, uh, started that out of like a student's apartment in, in Karlsruhe in, in southern part of Germany and um, yeah just started developing a game um, which wasn't very successful we, we developed quite a long time on it and did a mm -hmm. lot of mistake I guess but uh, then at some point we just said like okay let's not focus on it uh, let's build something new and there we basically had a lot of learnings and we're building then Idle Miner Tycoon and Idle Miner Tycoon is a mobile free-to-play game. Uh, it's basically you work on building up a mining empire and kind of um, yeah, getting more mines, more workers, and so on and so forth. And that was really successful, actually so successful that we could bootstrap the whole company out of the success of the game. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so we did that. Um, at some point, we could kind of... Uh, get in real office. Uh, we were hiring first people <laughs> in a student, student's apartment, then get a real office in Karlsruhe, later moved to Berlin in 2018, and then massively scaled the company. In the end, we were around 120 people uh, working on Idle Miner Tycoon and other uh, games, um, mostly focused on the Idle Shore, and then kind of sold mm -hmm. the, the company to Ubisoft in 2020 um, and stayed there a little bit longer until May last year, and then we as, we as founders left and decided to kind of pool our money from the exit together and uh, start investing into um, startups and, and other companies and try to help them succeed. So um, that's basically my background in the Web2 world. Um, and then I switched over going into the Web3 side because like after we left Colibri Games last year, I was um, having some more time and so I looked around what's what's happening in the world and yeah. of course there was a big NFT and Web3 hype, uh, especially yeah. Uh, yeah, in the beginning of 2021. And uh, so I was digging a lot into it, reading, um, listening to podcasts and was quite amazed by like how many things are going on and how much potential is there to disrupt multiple industries. So of course there were yeah. the DeFi um, uh, things going on, NFTs, gaming, and of course I looked at gaming. I uh, basically played, started with Axie Infinity, um, 
paid a thousand dollars just to buy three axes in order to play the game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Played it for two hours. Unfortunately, I didn't sell so the axes afterwards. Now they're worthless. But it was a quite interesting experience, like how Axie and then also the other play-to-earn games kind of focus on creating new incentives for the players mm. and also utilizing the blockchain in a way um, to kind of have this true ownership aspect of the assets and that you can actually resell them at a later point and so on and so forth. Um, but I also thought there were like some problems to it. I think, of course, later it kind of showed that, that there were like a mm. lot of economic crashes, uh, so it wasn't really sustain- sustainable yet. I think for a lot of people, it wasn't really fun. And I saw, but I still saw a lot of opportunities, and um, that's why I decided, hey, nobody's working on this, or at least I didn't see it. Nobody is really working on this. I I should get my hands on this, and um, then decided to to start uh, Angry Dynamite's lab and focus on a um, web free game. I distance myself from the term play to earn. I rather call mm. it web free game uh, because I think like I want to really put in the fun aspect. Um, in, into the web-free world uh, or web-free games and therefore create games that are fun and really utilize in the blockchain in order to build new innovative game ideas. Mm. Cool, good, good for history. And it's sort of interesting, you know, going back to sort of uh, Calibri games that, you know, the, the timing was right. That was exactly the right time when sort of idle games sort of started coming out. And I guess, you know, I wouldn't want to overstretch the analogy, but having been working in the mobile space myself then it was sort of interesting that those sort of games came along and you know there was a definite sort of um attitude to some people whereas this isn't a game i sort of you know i i i don't do anything really i sort of come and collect rewards and then i go away again and then i come back and collect rewards and so from so from a certain sort of traditional gaming background it was like sort of well where's the where's the fun but clearly the idle genre was absolutely right for mobile where basically you weren't didn't have to play the game you just came back every so often and made strategic decisions about your resources and obviously you know you know much better than me how big that came as as a genre and i guess to some degree we have that a little bit you know with with the sort of the reaction to you know i guess traditional gamers about web3 that sort of like where's the fun where's the game you know it's it's, it's a good good analogy um but um you know as as a gamer was it immediately sort of obvious to you when you're looking around, you know, sort of blockchain and NFTs that you could just make? Did it, it was very obvious in your head? These are sort of the games I think we could make with this sort of stuff. Or did you have to spend a bit of time sort of thinking more deeply about um, what you wanted to do yeah. with it? Because yeah, so it was more like an automatic thing. So it was yeah. kind of yeah, looking around in, in the games and. Like, I guess once you become a game developer, you always start analyzing games when yeah. you start playing them. So I was like kind of thinking a lot about things. Okay, this mechanic is cool. This is not so cool. There, there's Why are they not doing this and that? And then a lot, lot of the thoughts at some point were running through my head. And then I decided, hey, to write them down, structure them, and then kind of the idea of, of Angry Dynamite's lab sparked. Um, so I think there's a... There's a huge value proposition for for the end users and the players. If you compare it to to Web 2, I guess you can build most of the games in Web 2, also in Web 3 or kind of genres. Um, But then the Web 3 layer kind of adds new advantages for the players. So kind of with the ownership aspect, with the interoperability, um, not everything is kind of only kind of in, in a prison or a walled garden in, 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 in these game economies like in Web2. And that, that adds a lot of positive things for gamers. 
Hmm. And as soon as there are similar good games in Web 3, as in Web 2, Web 3 games have like kind of more advantages for the for the players. So why shouldn't they go then to, to Web 3? And that's what, what kept, in, kept me thinking in my head, okay, if we can build games in Web 3, which are actually fun, which are high quality, which can compete with Web 2 games, plus adding all the other things, I think it's an obvious thing that players will at some point decide to go to to Web3, and uh, that's where I see the huge potential, and I know that there's a lot of talent uh, coming into Web3 now, a lot of successful Web2 entrepreneurs either kind of starting new things, pivoting their whole companies, and so on, so the good people are actually seeing this as well, and I think now in the next 12 to 18 months, or maybe a little bit longer, don't know how when, but I'm pretty sure that at some point um, the Web3 gaming side will, will become way bigger. Yeah, good. Okay, let's talk a, a bit more detail then um, about Angry uh, Dynamite Lab. So, why, you know, you've, you've looked at lots of different games, played lots of different games. You know, how did it coalesce down to, to, to this project? And maybe a good starting point would be to explain what, 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 what it actually is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, some things I wanted to pick up is like mm. the first thing was like, of course, the fun fun things. Yeah. I wanted to kind of create a game experience which are fun. The Web2 gaming market is massive, 200 billion mm. each mm. year, which players spend just for having fun. So I wanted to focus on fun. Second is like the social aspect. Uh, I played a lot of games. I think a lot of games in Web3 were like basically trading card games where you play World versus One against each other. Um, but I think like we have such an amazing community in Web3 and such engaged, energetic and, and really like helpful. So why not focus a lot on the community first, like work with the community to build a game, but then also unite the community inside the game itself. So making a social game, a co-op game, basically what, what I wanted to do. And then I wanted to really kind of pick up this interoperability aspect. Um, I think a lot of people are talking, hey, blockchain, you have interoperability, you can use assets and so on. But I didn't see a lot of games actually doing that. They still kind of created their own kind of walled gardens. And I thought like, hey, why not pick this up and create like win-win situations for us as a developer, but also for the other projects. Mm. And these are the three things I wanted to focus on. Um, so came up with Angry Dynamites Lab and um, yeah, I can explain the game in, in, in a high level idea. Um, so what I thought like additionally is like that we have the metaverses and we have DeFi and so on and so forth, but we don't have an economy in between. Mm. So I think like if the metaverse wants to mimic the real world uh, in a digital way, then they have like land plots, they have fashion, they have houses, everything, but you all create them with a button click. So when you mint, you click and, and you pay ETH and then it's basically mm. created. But in the real world, there you need a lot of resources in order to build a house or to create a fashion object or something, a shoe or something like that. And I wanted to basically create this meta economy around it. So, and I think the best way to do this is, is by creating cool games, which are also fun. And um, yeah, so the, the whole idea behind Angry Dynamite Lab is that the story is kind of that an asteroid was crashing into Earth, wiping out the human race, but then the dinos are reborn. So basically mm -hmm. the other way around than it was in 200 million years ago. Um, and then these dinos are now in this new world. They are a little bit clumsy. They're not so smart. They have small brains. So the players need to help them in order to survive in this new world or even escape it. 
So um, that's that's the main story. And now you can basically mint some dinos as NFTs. So there's a these dinos have one of four elements. So there's the fire dynamites, the water, the wind, and the earth dinos, and they produce basically these elemental tokens. And out of these elemental tokens, you can craft, transform, or merge like multiple other tokens or resources. So for example, you can combine a fire token and a water token to a steam token. You can transform multiple fire tokens into an energy token. You can use an energy in the steam token to build hydrogen and so on and so forth. So you can build Mm -hmm. endless chains of production lines. And if some of you maybe know Factorio as an example, um, there you can basically also build up your mega factory. You can build a lot of these production lines and build like more and more and more resources um, and I wanted to pick this mechanic up in order to integrate it in a in, in a web free game experience and um, yeah then in the end you have like this co-op aspect where people need to build up certain objects together in order to help the dinos survive so it could be a rocket for example that they need to escape earth and um, then these objects need a lot of resources actually so many that one single player can't build it up on their own so people need to work together to build them up and um, yeah then basically once completed the whole community and some individual players kind of benefit from from completing an object and that's basically the very core idea later I want to establish more like social features which also mimicking a little bit more the real world for example there's there could be guilds like kind of focusing mm-hmm. on certain production lines. So if you look <clears throat> in the Web2 economy, or like kind of the real world economies, um, you have basically um, companies focusing on mining raw materials, companies and focusing um, kind of building up transistors, companies focusing on buying these transistors and building computer chips and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So there's also not one single player who does everything. So I want like people to organize in guilds or clans or companies inside the game and focus on producing certain goods um, basically more cheaper than than others could and then kind of buying mm-hmm. input resources from other players and so on so that's that's kind of the the high level idea uh, what I want to do with it and um, maybe two more things which become quite interesting for especially with web 3 is like first that every of these resources are tokens on a blockchain they're freely tradable so you can trade fire against water tokens if you don't have enough and so on and so forth and the prices between them are varying varying uh, based on supply and demand so you have a more kind of real world economy simulation than you would have in in web 2 because their game designer decides basically hey this is that and this and the second thing is like that um talking about interoperability i also see a lot of nft projects a lot of blue chip token, um, tokens basically generated their fungible tokens. Let's say the apes can generate mm-hmm. the ape coins, the cyberkongs, the banana token, and so on and so forth. Um, and all of them are looking for utility now. So they have huge communities because they kind of yeah, built that up during the hype cycle and so on and so forth. But now people are demanding they want to do something with their profile pictures. Mm-hmm. And that's why I created the tokens. But now... What are they doing with the tokens? So some are trying to build their own kind of game experiences, of course, like also the the Yuga Labs building this huge metaverse and so on and so forth. But a lot of them are also not game developers. And we can now, as game developers, pick up these tokens and say like, hey, we give you instant utility. And uh, therefore, we kind of want that you 
kind of advertise our, our game in your communities. So this will create win-win situations for both parties. Um, and how we want to do it is basically that you have these fungible tokens as input resources. So for example, you can combine them with our native tokens, let's say a banana token with an uh, with a fire token kind of can be combined to a banana pie or something like that. Or you can become yeah. quite creative here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why what I think is super interesting. Therefore, we want to create multiple, integrate multiple projects, which kind of act as, as also sources uh, in our yeah. economy. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Good. And um, at the moment, uh, I mean, that, you've just given there the, the very sort of a, uh, the the big big roadmap. I don't know how how long how long that's going to take. Um, and we're sort of I guess at the starting point of that, aren't we? So at the moment, um, we've got five hundred fire dinos live on Ethereum at the moment. Um, so they've they've been there for a few months now. Um, and every over it's every minute every every any over a period of time they're, they're creating the, this this fire token. So for people who 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 own the the, uh, the the fire angry dinos they're already creating this fire um the next big thing that's happening probably about the, the time this podcast comes out is is the the water dinos are being released so that's sort of the big thing this week um yep. and uh how, how have you seen that going because i guess when you started out you know it's pretty you know you obviously you're starting out no one really i guess knows who you are 500 nfts not that much um but now in in the months you know um since that the the price of the fire dinos has gone up Quite, quite a bit so i guess you're getting a bit more um profile and, and the community's growing so are you sort of happy where you are with with, with the with, with the water mint because it's always a bit nervous isn't it for projects when you're doing a mint you're never never quite sure what's going to happen <laughs> so yeah right yeah. how are you feeling yeah <laughs> yeah of course always like a little bit nervous a little bit excited to see how it yeah. goes um I mean, but I think like what we achieved, especially in the last few weeks, where we did a lot of like activities around um, around Angry Dynamite's lab and and, mm. and collaboration and partnerships with, with other projects. I think we, we our community was growing enormously. So yeah. okay. our goal was basically with the Fire Dinos, which is a very small collection of 500 NFTs, to build up a core community first, mm. not too big. Okay. But like people who are actually super engaged with the project, which, which are liking the idea, we didn't create a lot of hype. We are just telling, hey, this yeah. is our idea. And of course, we spread the word. Um, and so we had around, like, I think, 2K Twitter follower or only 1.5K uh, Discord members when we, we sold out the collection. But we're still selling out in, in basically, I think, six, seven minutes or so. Although it's already a bear market. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got in really cool holders um, from from OG communities, like some some XC OGs, uh, Cyberkongs, and some founders of other web-free gaming projects and so on. And I think, like you said, the people who can really help us and also like kind of spread the word about the project. Mm-hmm. And um, now that we are launching the, the next collection, which is a little bit bigger with 1,500, NFTs. We also did a lot more kind of collaborations with these these communities, trying to spread the word, trying to uh, talk about like our roadmap, our vision, where we want mm-hmm. to go, and uh, that worked out pretty well. So now we are, I think, almost 13k Twitter followers and okay. and 5k uh, Discord uh, members in in a time frame of only a few weeks. And, uh, and the community is still super active. We build a small mini game where people can win a lot of spots um, and work together. And so it's kind of making a little bit like what we want to do in the real world and mm-hmm. in the real game. 
um, uh, but in a very small mini game that that's super exciting for for a lot of these these players and um, yeah I think like therefore I'm looking looks quite good and I hope we'll we'll have a good mint uh, in, on Thursday and um, yeah quite excited for it. And then is that at the stage when now you have off you know on Thursday you're going to have you know two elements out there so so the fire tokens and the water tokens being produced will that be the stage where we can start mixing or is that are we going to have to wait for the, for more of the for, for all four dinos to be to be released no right so we wanted to get out the second collection actually to have these two tokens live that we yeah. can start mixing um, but mm. uh, of course uh, it's not developed yet um, so what we we are going to do is like that we are doing now this mint on Thursday and after that we'll do full focus to build an MVP version as fast mm. as possible um, to get that out and get the first players and, and feedback. So we don't want to develop for years now in mm. a game which we don't know which is successful or not. So actually rather like two, three months or something like that and try to get it out, out as fast as possible will won't be a very big game with a lot of content, yeah. but like a first idea where people really can see like, okay, this is fun, I like it, that's my feedback. And we really want to work with this community together, which I think mm -hmm. is so valuable in order to build a really cool game experience together with the community. And so we will do them and work on the game and then probably release from there on the other collections uh, mm -hmm. at some later stages. Mm. And I think that's, you know, why I've been interested in the project and more generally I'm interested in, in these sort of more sort of on-chain sort of projects where people might say sort of what's the game but you're sort of starting from a very low level you're sort of building out these you know the most primitive sort of game assets that you can do and if you can sort of get people to sort of coalesce and, and build community around those then you know who, who knows in five years time you know you could be building triple a unreal engine godzilla games or something i mean you could yeah. that could be where you go but 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 it's sort of interesting that i think it'd be almost impossible with sort of web 2 games to to, to build in this way where you you sort of have a vision of where you want to go but it's not you know not quite sure what that's going to visually look like or what those experiences might be like because that's sort of secondary to to the building process i think that's really the, yeah. the fascinating bit when you're sort of starting yeah. from the, the the lowest level you can sort of build a game from and yeah got the community yeah. involved in that straight away yeah right exactly i think that's that's so so cool to have like this community already so engaged so already mm. right now we people are reading out our, our white paper where we kind of laid out what's our idea and mm. giving a lot of very valuable feedback and we changed certain things already although we mm. didn't start developing the game itself <laughs> yeah. uh, because of the feedback we got and that's that's so super cool and um i therefore really want to kind of ship something fast it like build on this primitives like slowly and then kind of continue and then if you if we ship something iteratively we're getting better every time we're gonna end up building a really good and and, and, and great game over time with the help of the community and also not with the super high risk of building something for two years maybe releasing it and seeing hey the community doesn't like it so yeah. that's how we can build it up and we can build it up slowly we don't have these hype cycles which a lot of projects are going through building up a lot of hype then as a release everyone mm. is disappointed everything goes down everyone yes. leaves and then the project is dead so we rather want to do this more kind of study sustainable way with like maybe smaller up and downs in between i think that's always what happens but in the long run it should kind of grow steadily over time mm -hmm. yeah and to point out i mean you're a a pretty sort of tiny team <laughs> working on it at the moment aren't you i don't know how many you are but it's all like a handful of people really at the moment aren't you 
Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so we started hiring um, recently. Uh, we already hired our first full-time employee who's starting, uh, Agnes, who, who uh, kind of works for community growth and, mm. and, and management. I think especially during the time where we need to focus on the mint, that's uh, very yeah. time-consuming, and therefore we, we added some more people, uh, or like Agnes to it. We also hired another... Uh, game developer who will start in, in in December, and we are still looking to expand the team, but also don't want to grow it too big right now. We mm. rather want to have a high-skilled, small team where we can be this agile and trying to get yeah. something out as fast as possible, learn from it. And once we have something where mm. we kind of see like, okay, this has really like potential, the players are liking it, they have fun with it, then we kind of go out there and kind of scale up the team and and um yeah adding more and more resources to it mm -hmm. and again without banging on all the time about sort of holistic an approach to things i mean that's sort of how you know i mean when you guys started out as you know was it four students at university building mobile games in your bedroom i mean that's that's as holistic as you go because you're basically doing it for sort of love and you know not getting paid anything at all and but but without you know, that, that's the way you can sort of spend time working on a game that you decide, well, that's not very good, let's build another one. And, and, and then once you've got the foundations in place, that's when you end up with a 120-strong company. And I think that's maybe one of the issues with lots of the, the Web3 people at the moment is because they've been able to raise sort of a ton of money from an NFT sort of launch or, or whatever, or get investment yeah. in, they, they sort of have the vision and they get the money for that and then they go, have to, you know, go away for like a year or two years to try and build it. And there's just this big gap and the you know, community doesn't know what's going on and... And the community can't really be engaged because these people are sort of building these very traditional, you know, big game systems that yeah. need, you know, tons of art and, and 3D and animation and rigging and all this, which is actually not what games are about, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah I see it the same. And I, I think, like, why, why are not so many other gaming studios trying to kind of launch something as fast as possible and work with the community? Mm. I, I don't understand it. For me, it's just, like, so obvious you have such a big asset with like this community mm. and there are really good people in there there are some people in there who are developers there are some people who are also game designers and so on and so forth and they can they can basically give you this feedback for free because they like the project so much and they're actually also like to some degree in the same boat as you are they're riding mm. the same wave right they own some assets um, some nfts and so on and they're part of it and so the more successful become, the more happier they are also. And that's why they are really like kind of more engaged with with, with, with you as a game developer. They really want to use that. But but I guess it is, I mean, the problem I, I suppose is if, if, you know, the moment if you say, what is, what is um, Angry Dynamites as a game, you know, you, you haven't got an easy answer like it's a first person shooter or it's a turn-based strategy or it's a flight sim. Because that's, you know, I, I, so you can kind of see why, why other people do go down this more traditional route of saying we're going to build a first person shooter with, NFTs because everyone sort of oh Quake with NFTs that'd be cool. Whereas yeah. the in, I think the interesting sort of games are not not the only interesting games on blockchain, but the, I think the most interesting ones are ones where it is sort of an idea and where can we take it? Um, yeah. But then I right. guess the, the, the counter thing would be you probably wouldn't have been got to this point if you had, didn't have a track record of building a successful games company because if you were just a student yeah. out of university saying you're going to build it, people go, well, what, what does he know? So I can I can see why people have gone down this more traditional sort of route to, to Web3 games. But Yeah, yeah. I think like in the end, we also need to, to, to be quite in a way to fear this. This is a totally new space and not totally new yeah. platform. We need to figure out so many things still. And mm. um, I also think like 
some some projects are focusing more on this play to earn aspect some projects focusing more on web 2 and build, putting some games on top of it uh, some nfts on top of it but i think uh, the big kind of advantages or kind of new ways is when you combine it combine both worlds like kind mm -hmm. of get the best out of the tokenomics and, and the economy side of things and combine it with established web 2 game mechanics in order to create something new and I think that's that's what I want to focus on, and that's why I think there's the biggest potential, and and um, yeah, I think that that can create games which are completely new, which are kind of having new incentives and uh, new fun gameplay mechanics that wouldn't exist in in the web web two world. Cool, good, excellent stuff. Well, thank you very much for that introduction. Um, I won't, I won't go on anymore because I'm definitely going to ask you to come back on the podcast in a few months' time when other things have been built because I'm just really personally very interested in, in what you're doing. So um, so we, we, won't, uh, we won't overstay our welcome this time. But Oli, thank you very much for coming on uh, the podcast and uh, good luck thank on Thursday. Thank you very Thursday. much as well. <laughs> and uh, thank you uh, for watching, uh, listening to the podcast, however you're consuming it. Uh, every episode we're talking to people who are building out this uh, you know, fantastic new uh, sector of gaming. Um, really, I think, you know, people, I'm really interested by people who are building these sort of very, very low level sort of, sort of primitives like, like Ollie is, it's obviously space for other people doing the more traditional sort of sort of Web3 stuff as well. So uh, I've, I'm, not, uh, I'm not bothered one way or the other. I think it's, all of it's fascinating. So uh, please subscribe uh, and find out what's happening in the world of blockchain games. Come back next time.